Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, Your Ultimate Life, right? Today is episode 790. I'm excited today because this is the conclusion of about 10 or so episodes that are talking about how to express your greatness. Like you're destined for greatness. You may not think so. Maybe you didn't do well academically in school, and so you were told you would never amount to much. Or maybe you were, you know, picked on or bullied. Or maybe there were lots of things that made you feel like you don't matter much. Here's a fundamental truth. Don't let anyone ever convince you, tell you, help you believe that you are nothing, that you are nobody. You're a divine, capable being. God, however you conceive that creative energy to be, God created every one of us, and he doesn't create failures. He doesn't create garbage. He doesn't create great ones and crummy ones. We, and we alone, decide how the expression is of our spirit, our talents, our gifts, our learnings, our capability. We alone decide how well we're going to get through this, this experience. Now, we've talked a lot about in creating the ultimate life the, of the challenges in life. Some people, uh, I know people, let's do this. I had an aunt that was born with cerebral palsy, and so her trip through life was very different, very difficult, and got worse as she went along. Does that mean there's somehow something wrong with her? Well, her body didn't function well, but her mind was good. Is somehow the creator a fool, incapable of creating everyone healthy? No. The design of this existence is trial, struggle, growth, cooperation, love, service, you know, working together in community. That's how we were built. Families are created. The idea is that there's parents And kids and parents have different roles depending on the circumstance and all kinds of stuff. So if you are, if you, this podcast is about creating your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. It is your birthright to have that life. And by birthright, I don't mean that it automatically comes to you. Nothing, no, we're not entitled to anything. So uh, sometimes we confuse the idea that birthright means that no effort has to be expended. All obstacles are cleared away by somebody or something else. And we just cruise on into easy street from first to last. And if it isn't so, we are frustrated and angry. Now, that description may tweak you, and you may say, well, I don't think it should be super easy, but certainly not super hard. 
That's not the design. And you can see that just by looking around. Diamond, the hardest known substance, I think. I know they've experimented with things in labs that may be as hard or harder. But the hardest known substance is formed under intense heat and pressure. You know that. I know that. And that pressure forms a diamond. You're a diamond. You and I, we won't show up as diamonds until we've had the heat and the pressure. That's just how the design is. So there is no easy street. There is no cruising and so forth. Now, today I titled this, Do You Want to Be a Coach? Because in the process of going through our own crucible to get from nowhere to the ultimate life, where we have life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And that is even though there's hard things, even though there's struggles and illness and pain and all the things that might happen, even though all that happens, you come out a diamond. I told this example the other day, but I'm going to just briefly refer to it. Last Saturday, I went to the hospital. I was in the hospital ER most of the day. And what had happened is I had a, I have a nerve. I have some deteriorated discs in my lower spine between L3 and 4 and L4 and 5, and they're severely damaged. And so I did some activity Thursday, a long bike ride, and that made it get really, really inflamed, and the pain was extremely intense. And so I went to the ER on Saturday and was there most of the day, and they gave me a bunch of pain meds and all the rest. I could complain, but I'm not. All the time I was there, I asked myself, what is the gift here? And I found several gifts. Because what I've learned is I am intentionally choosing. And this is your invitation. I'm intentionally choosing to find out how all these circumstances refine me instead of ruin me. How do they sharpen my appreciation? My, how do they grow my gratitude for everything that's good? How do they grow my gratitude for everything that's hard? How do I grow my gratitude for, how do they, each of these events, grow my gratitude for everything that goes well? How do I turn every challenge and trial into a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block? Now, in the personal development world, you've heard all this before, so none of this is news. But my question is, how diligently are we applying it right this minute? Um, a study I read said that at least in, in any given sample of people, 50% or more, more than half, are going through some tough stuff right now. So half of you watching this are going through something hard. It may be a financial challenge. It may be a bankruptcy. It may be a health challenge. It may be of unfaithfulness of a partner. It may be you having trouble with one of your kids or someone close to you committed suicide or some huge economic reversal, you know, pushed you off the cliff and there you are struggling in ways you never imagined. All of those things are happening right now to somebody and half of you listening or more are having some major challenge in your life today. So how is that affecting you? How are you allowing that to refine you, to grow you, to strengthen you instead of cause you to be the victim, hunker down, shrink, you know, be small? How are you allowing it to grow? Your life, your heart, your skill, and your ability. Now, today I talked about, be, the title is, do you want to be a coach? Coaches are people who have the same challenges as you do, and I do, and maybe you're already a coach, and so you have and have had your share. They're just people that have decided 
that they're going to be in the people encouragement business. They're going to be in the business of strengthening, encouraging, and helping other people get through those challenges more effectively, more powerfully, and to step into that infinite potential that they have more thoroughly, more sooner, and that sort of thing. So that's what a coach is. Sometimes I call coaching the people encouragement business. Well, I'm not going to pretend to give you the absolute definitive answers, but I'm going to tell you what I've learned. Here's what I've learned about being a coach. Being a coach is not for everyone. You see all over the place people hanging up shingles, virtually or actually, saying, well, I went to the certification thing and I'm a life coach. And there's sort of a joke. Everybody, you know, there's a million life coaches, everybody and their dog says they're a life coach. Well, maybe they are and maybe they're not. Maybe they want to be, and maybe they're really good at it. If you are feeling a desire to coach, then let's talk about how to get that going and get that started for you right now. The first thing I've noticed about being a coach is that skill number one, I have to care about people. I used to live caring mostly about me, worrying about how things affected me, What's in it for me? What do I need to do? What are the dangers for me? Everything was about how all the events around me and other people affected my life, my universe, my money-making ability, my health. Everything was about me. Uh, that stance doesn't allow me to be a very good coach. I want you to think now of an athletic coach. An athletic coach is really focused on, I mean, they've got their own stuff going on in the background, but as a coach, they're focused on the health of their athlete. They're focused on the technique of the athlete. They're focused on the mindset of the athlete. They're focused on what else is going on in the athlete's life so that they're either reinforced in their goal or so that they're drugged down. Now, you see this on TV when in, in professional sports, basketball, hockey, whatever, somebody has a death in the family or someone has the birth of a new child. They mention that stuff. Well, what does the death in the family have to do with my ability as a hockey player? Well, presumably nothing except we all know that's nonsense. Because when our mind is preoccupied, divided, sad, grieving, worrying, angry, you know, because someone died or whatever... We certainly can't play or live or be our best selves. Our greatest talents are not on display because we're distracted. We're pulled down. So that the coach of that team needs to know, pay attention to, and take action for the team based on maximizing what the player can bring and not expecting things they can't. Well, that business of coaching is exactly the business you're in. You are in the coaching business if you decide to. And that means you have to pay a thousand times more attention to all that other stuff than you might have before. What is the mental health, the mental attitude, the belief system that the person that you either have as a client or might be talking to about coaching, what's going on with them? You have to know the answers physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You have to know because simply giving advice about what to do isn't coaching. 
That's teaching. I can tell you how to do something all day. A perfect example, I've owned a recording studio for 40 years. And in those 40 years, I've had all kinds of people, dozens, hundreds of people in the vocal booth singing songs. The ability of their vocal cords is less than half of the issue with getting a good vocal track. The biggest piece is what they believe about themselves. Can I sing? Do I sound good? Is this song too high or too low? Will it be okay? Will people like it? None of those things have to do with the structural ability of the vocal cords, the lungs, the diagram, the diagram, diaphragm, the posture, and all the rest. Those things are the physical attributes, but the mental attributes are bigger and more important because you can have everything all tuned up. And if your head's not in the game, it's not in the game and you're not fully on the court or on the ice. You're not all the way there. So that's true with all of us. You are destined for greatness. You have the genes of greatness. You have the pedigree of greatness as a child of the divine. And the question then is what is distracting you? Is it past defeats? Is it fear? Is it you're worried about what someone's going to think? And those are just a few of the things. Are there personal tragedies? Are there hidden things going on in your life you can't deal with or you feel like you can't deal with? And so they're in your way. I'll give you an example. When I was serving in positions of you know, high authority and making good money as an executive, I had some behind-the-scenes stuff going on with drugs and other stuff that totally subtracted from my ability to be the best that I could be. I was afraid people would find out whatever, and then I would be exposed and laughed at or get in trouble or whatever it might be, depending on the thing. So those behind-the-scenes emotions, attitudes, feelings, behaviors have a bigger impact than your level of skill. Now, that might be something you want to think about. Because as a coach, it is our, because I do that, responsibility, an opportunity to dig into that, identify it, and help it. Help with it. Get rid of the things that are in the way. Encourage things that are positive and growing. All of that is part of the coaching process. So, To be a coach, the first thing you need is to care about the well-being, the success, the possibility of that person in front of you, whether they're a client yet or not. Now, one of the benefits, fast and immediate, of really caring about someone is that is palpable. When you're talking to someone and you know they really care about you and you can feel that, There's an immediate level of connection and rapport that is not present if you don't, if you don't have a sense that they care. You know, if it's like perfunctory or if they're distracted or doing other things and, you know, carrying on two conversations or you can see they're partly vacant because their mind is somewhere else. You don't feel trust. You don't feel the ability to talk to them, to be connected and so forth. So, Caring, actually, really, truly caring is number one. Number two, a skill to be a coach is learning to listen. And listen is multiple layers. There's the spoken word. 
There is the body language, the micro expressions of the face. There is the tonality. There is the cadence, how fast, how slow, and how the sentences are formed. You know, is it going up, voice going up, voice going down? Is it affirmatively and positively stated? Is there tentativeness going on? All of that communicates far more than the words themselves. So caring is number one. Number two is learning to listen. A third one that is something that I had to work on a lot is you have to get rid of your own ego because the coaching conversation isn't about you. Now I want you to think about, let's take it over to the realm of sports again for a minute. If a sports coach is dealing with a franchise player, a powerful, good player, or even a you know, sub- substantial supporting player, and the player's having some kind of trouble. Doesn't matter if it's a tiny adjustment in the physical process or some kind of adjustment in the head game. If the player senses that the coach is just trying to look good, trying to say cool stuff, so it can be a TikTok highlight or a highlight reel because the coach gave a good speech, how effective is that going to be for the player? If you have the sense, or I do, that whoever's talking to you is doing it for their own benefit, so they can look cool, be cool, yeah, we don't even listen. We don't care. Well, that is doubly true when you're coaching involving internal feelings, stance, attitude, beliefs, and the rest. Being In the conversation, eliminating ego and being there fully and only present for the benefit of the prospect or the client or someone you're just talking to in the grocery store is a powerful, uh, inimitable, and that's a big long word that means nothing is as good as, can't be imitated, inimitable way to create rapport. When you're talking to someone and you feel like they really care about you, It feels really good. We all love to be paid attention to. We love it when people care, genuinely care about what we're doing, how we're feeling, and all the rest. Of course we do. So that is so important. Learning to care, listening fully, being fully present for them and only them, getting the ego out of the way, those are all essential, essential, essential skills. And you know what? I've taken several coach certification processes. None of those are taught. What is taught in coach certification processes is how to ask questions, what kinds of questions to ask, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, Talks about helping a client, you know, leading them with phrases and statements to allow them to make their own breakthroughs, their own observations. Wow, this is how I'm being. I want to be a different way. Wow, do I really sound like that? So there's skills and tools, asking questions, learning to listen, uh, NLP processes to help people help guide conversations and all that sort of stuff. And that's what's taught. In coaching, various coaching schools do different things. I went to one where one of the things in the curriculum was to create a a statement, a tape of positive 
uh, affirmations, positive statements that reinforced the goal of the client. And that was powerful. And it's fun because the idea was to create that a 25 or 30 minute tape that in a positive and affirmative way stated the goals uh, in the present tense of the client and then give it to them so they could listen to it at night or over and over again because repetition creates results. If you spell something over and over again, even a difficult word, especially a difficult word, you get better and better at it. <clears throat> so repetition helps the brain change. It helps things be positive. So I want to make sure that if you want to be a coach, your understanding is, yes, you can go to a coaching school and get certified in whatever curriculum they have. And some are far more rigorous than others. And some are really focused on the things that I've talked about. But most are not. Most of the teaching is mechanical. And no one can teach another person to really care. You can't do that. That has to be a choice that you make. Another thing coaching schools don't teach is the business end. They don't teach sales, like how to close clients. They don't teach prospecting, or if they do, it's an afterthought kind of at the end of the curriculum. And the, the, the curriculum and instructions are pretty generic, you know, networking meetings and chambers and things like that, but they don't really help you learn how to do that. Now, it isn't hopeless at all, even though almost, almost, not all, but almost all coaches that I talk to that have been through any number of programs feel completely unprepared for conversations about enrollment, enrollment conversations, how to close the client. Learning how to do that is um, critical, essential non-negotiable if you want to have a business. Like, I don't care how good of a coach you are. If you can't close clients, you're not going to make any money, and you're going to be out of business. So I'd like to talk for a little bit about how, how to close clients. If you want to be a coach, this piece is really good for you. Now, I have a program. It's right here on the screen, ultimatelifechallenge.com, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com. And if you want some more help, with getting really clear about what you're doing, your messaging, how to put yourself out there as a coach and so forth to get clients, then go to that URL and let's uh, enroll in that. We're going to hold another one in a few weeks. www.ultimatelifechallenge.com But I want to talk directly now about closing clients. When you think about the closing conversation, the conversation where... You talk together, the potential client, and you speak. And the outcome, you want the outcome to be they enroll. They pay you. They give you a credit card. They make an agreement. They sign a coaching you know, agreement or whatever. What are the important things? Do you know what they are? So instead of being a coach right now, I want you to be the client. So put yourself in a client's shoes. And that shouldn't be difficult because if you're a coach and you don't have a coach, my thought is a coach that doesn't have a coach is a fraud. And, and here's the reason that might sound harsh, but here's the reason I think that is because if you're not personally engaged in being coached, which is in active pursuit of personal growth, you're going to have a hard time being a good coach. 
being coached requires humility. It requires openness. It requires a level of truth and honesty that's rarely achieved without intention and so forth. So if I ask you to be in the enrollment side, not as the coach, but as the client, that shouldn't be hard because you should be in an agreement with a coach where you were or are enrolled. When you think about getting enrolled as a client, what do you need to feel? That's really important because this is the very thing that you need to help people that you're talking to feel. So when I think about being enrolled as a client, what do I want? Well, I want to be heard. I want to feel like that person who I'm thinking about And if it's at the enrollment stage, thinking about really strongly of paying some significant amount of money to that they uh, that they care about me. They, They hear me. They truly understand what I want. Now, in order for me to know that their language, their body language, their expressions, their active listening, all that has to reflect that deep understanding. So they understand well what I'm about, what I'm trying to do, and the things that I can use help with. I have to feel like they actually care if I get to the finish line. Do I I have a sense that they really care about me accomplishing that goal? So if I don't think they understand me well, and I don't think they truly care if I get to the finish line, I'm not going to sign. I'm not going to sign. As a coach, when I'm thinking about hiring a coach, I want someone who's really in my corner, who really understands me, and really cares that I get there. Now, no coach can do your push-ups. As bad as I want to, I've certainly had clients where I wanted their success more than they did. And that's a frustrating place, because then you're sort of like, you know, trying to do the push-ups for them, and you can't. If you or I watch YouTube videos all day of someone practicing push-ups... Our arms aren't going to get any better. Our form isn't going to get any better. And we're not going to include, increase our push-up count. Right? So you can't want it more than they do. But it's easy to tell when someone really wants you to succeed and really cares about your success. Another thing that's so important that I used to trip me up all the time is that I thought it was about me. I believed that in order to get an enrollment, I needed to impress this prospect. They needed to think I was cool. My questions needed to be so thought-provoking and powerful that they were just in awe of the wonderfulness of my coolness. Well, that's actually repulsive, and I've stated it in an overblown way on purpose. When I think about me being enrolled, me being blown away at my coach's coolness just makes them seem less accessible. It makes believing in the success less possible because it, you know, the more separation there is between me and them or you and your potential client, the more difficult it seems to bridge that gap. Well, you've already got this mastered. You're too cool. You're, you're way up there. Wow. I can't do that. So looking advanced, cool, super cool in the eyes of your prospect is a negative, not a positive. What they need to feel is that you care, you understand, you're regular, you love them, you've struggled with the same things they have, and you're going to be there for them 
to understand their struggles, their hopes, their aspirations, their failures, and you're with them in this process. Now, there's a, a line between being with them and uh, buying into their excuses and all the rest, which you can't do because then you're not helping at all. I'd be like an athletic coach. You've got a high jumper. Keep hit, kicking the bar, and the coach says, yeah, I know. That's really tough. You probably won't ever get it. I know. Well, they're never going to get there. So if you want to be a coach, those are some of the really important things to talk about, to learn, to practice, and to be. I've got two challenges. One is this Ultimate Life Challenge, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com. And another one is www.lovecoachsignum, lovecoachsignum, S-I-G-N-E-M, lovecoachsignum.com. Enroll in either one of those. They are for you to help you get your message clear, get over the jitters and the the self-conscious stuff that we all have sometimes, and to get powerful in the skills of creating yourself as a coach, one who cares, one that makes a difference, one that gets great results, and one that people are anxious to hire. I had to go through this whole learning process myself, starting from being really bad at it, up to today being really good at it. I remember all the steps in the process. None of them were accidental because you don't fall up the mountain. My goal is to help 50 million people, and that includes you and a whole bunch of coaches because I love people that are in that business of helping, that have chosen to be in the people encouragement business because of the struggles they themselves have been through and mastered or are mastering. If you want to be a coach, reach out and let's talk. I know I can help you create a coaching practice, fill it, and be successful in making a difference in the world and getting paid well and moving forward as you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.